Hello and welcome to your number one resource for what? I mean, what are we at this point? I have no idea. Updating people about what cats have been lost or murdered. We're, we're your number one resource for your number seven podcast in uh, <laughs> entertainment and leisure. Can we just become some other podcast's news report? So when they release an episode, we just talk about their episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't want to get technical about it, we, we haven't, like, technically done original reporting on here since the Greg Cassavan interview. The news section is us reading other people's newses out loud. Did I just say newses? What podcast should we become a podcast about? Well, the subtitle these days is an okay podcast, so... So we need to find an okay podcast that matches our level. <laughs> We're the number one okay podcast. Oh, that's it works, right? I don't, I, I don't feel confident claiming that. Really? Because I love it. We should just do like a, a, a huge genre change. There's a huge <laughs> genre change. Just like go into ghost stories or some shit like that. Sure. Like... <laughs> next week, coming next week, Liam talks about yokai from Japan. George talks about Atlanta's dark history past. <laughs> And Matt just rides with crazy Ghostbusters in old abandoned Californian houses. We can have an episode about, you know, the the, po the political situation, the uh, the divide. Oh God! Uh, pe come people on. want to listen to that. It right? always comes back to that, huh, George? <laughs> Never ending. Yeah, we got to pull me away. <laughs> it always comes back. So, so how 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 are you guys doing this week? I can't say it's been a very uh, eventful week for myself, but... Um, no, me either. We're sliding into the year now. We're like... Yeah. We're the second month in already of 2021. And I feel I feel finally used to it at this point. Like, I, I almost feel like some of the terror has been lifted. I mean, my, my, my mom's getting her vaccines in order. People I know in my life are starting to... My mom also had the vaccine. Go so. moms. Yeah. And daughters. And and decent podcasts. <laughs> and okay podcasts. Not decent. Decent's too high. Just okay. In English slang, decent means mm, pretty decent. Like surprisingly good. So the, the 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 White House press secretary is is not doing the job at four AM on Twitter on the toilet in the morning, which is just <laughs> better. Unlike us and podcasting. We're doing an okay podcast from 4 a.m. on the toilet. And but but my sleep schedule is still 2020-ish. I'm still doing my work at 4 a.m. on the toilet in the early morning hours, and that that's something that I uh, still need. Do you feel yet that 2020 is DLC? Uh, 2021 is DLC for 2020, or do you think things are finally calming down? That maybe it's just. An expansion. Uh, Even DLC is a better deal than this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Last year was quite a mess. Do you feel so far that this one's tamed itself a little? Or still, still is rough? I, I swear there is actually more value in terms of human beings who did labor providing something for you to enjoy as a consumer when you buy a fucking Modern Warfare 2 map pack than a $400 a month silver plan ACA health insurance premium over here. <laughs> I don't know where that money goes to. I don't know why it costs this industry $400 a month to get me a, an $8,000 deductible for my insurance. That feels like a worse fucking scam than, than I don't even know what Americans are talking about half the time when they say nonsense like that. 
Like you're just saying words. And at this point, all I know is that it means money. We have learned a lot of nonsense money words <laughs> over the past week. Thanks to thanks to GameStop teaching us all about stocks. <laughs> hold, hold your diamond hands, boys. Hold. <laughs> okay. That's, that might be a fun small talk question. Did you guys try to get into it at all? Did you guys try to get into the, the stock game over I the past tried. week? Cause I, I, I did a little bit. I tried to invest in some Dogecoin. <laughs> I can't believe this is an actual sentence. Imagine being a British citizen under the jurisdiction of Brexit, yet living on the other side of the planet in a foreign wow. Asian country. Yeah, so, so you were having trouble because of your Japanese uh, country of residence. And also Brexit. Oh, oh, okay, okay, this is a story time. You, 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 you gotta explain this to us, because we don't know. I tried multiple different brokers or like brokerages especially ones that do international but trade in american markets like interactive brokers um and you have to send so much tax information from like japan but also your country of origin citizenship and obviously because brexit happened like there's a lot of trading laws that have changed because we're not a part of the eu anymore therefore apps like revolt which is a british focused app change so you can't even freaking trade anymore on the app even though our good discord buddy massimo was trading from russia in american markets with the app for some reason because of brexit i could not and also being in japan meant i had to give over a lot of tax information which was just bothersome and i didn't end up successfully investing in any dogs or their coins uh, you can't well, you can't just buy you can't just buy from like Cash App or something. No, you that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I can't believe that Cash App. Cash App has had stocks this whole time. I yeah, just, that that is hilarious. It's like a good way to buy like Bitcoin too. It's like nice and easy for people getting in. It's been in front of our faces this whole time. How much Bitcoin could you afford though? Like not point not 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 five of a Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They are like $30,000 each, right? Yeah. Well, well, like the whole thing was that I didn't know you could buy only a fraction of this stuff. So I, I, I am now the not so proud owner of whatever $30 of Sony buys you on Robinhood. <laughs> I didn't go with any of the meme stocks, both GameStop <laughs> and AMC and Dogecoin were, were a bit too expensive for me to be buying in in the days when I was. And also, I was expecting the bubble to burst any day from now, so I didn't feel that they were safe at that point. Which it did. Sony, on the other hand, has gone up a whole 40 cents since I bought it. So I'll have you guys know wow. that I am, I am getting rich slowly. I am. <laughs> how much was the share when you bought it? I don't, I didn't even, I don't remember how much the share was. I just know I bought $30 because that was how much I was willing to gamble on, gamble. Uh, on, on, on the Robin Hood casino, which, which apparently is no good anymore. Since, since the last time we recorded this a week ago, Robin Hood has gone from like the, the savior of the middle class to public enemy number one. After after one disastrous move. Well, when you stop people from buying whatever they want on the stock market, you're gonna their get, memes. You're gonna get <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my Sony stock is uh, is going up a little a little bit by the day. I'm sure that will um, really change my life in a few years after it grows up totally. Uh, but yeah. Besides that, I I was just really surprised at how. 
sketchily easily they make it like you have to press the agree button on like three different long forms on there you have to give them your social security number but once you're in you're in no completely different from my experience i i had to give up so much information right it was not cool i mean yeah. it was reassuring i guess but not that i use m1 finance and i just I can just throw money at it at that point. You go through like a you can go through a beginning form thing and you can you can uh open up a Roth. See, I can't use cash. Look, I'm trying with Cash App right now and I can't use it cuz I'm not in the UK and I don't have a UK bank account anymore. Fuck wow. sakes. Fuck all this. So what's 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 uh, the the difference between M1 Finance and Robinhood and and the others? <sighs> To be honest, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. Like, it's, <laughs> listen, I just like it better. I just like it better. There's, um, I got into it because of the way it looked, the way it looked, and how easy it was to track things. It showed you all the news. It showed you, um, just different graphs of how the market was going. So easy to press it. a button to send all your money away. Mm -hmm. You can create like little pies. Of your investment portfolio, <laughs> Yum. yeah, it's really nice. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, that's that's how I view it. Like Robinhood, it's like um, <laughs> I don't like apps that says, "Oh, you get a free stock if you sign up." I don't like apps that do stuff like that. Like I, I, I want a professional fucking app. <laughs> you know, I'm putting my money in it. I, I did get a free stock. Yeah. From a from a friend referral, like we were on on a Discord call with each other, signing up for it together, and they get, they send you a free stock if you do a referral link, and there's a little graphic that'll say like you have a one in two thousand chance of getting Apple, and we sure as hell did not get Apple. Yeah, no, no, no. I I I I'm looking up the name of the free stonk that stonk. I got right now, and I'll uh I'll 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 have a giggle when I when I finally get to the Robinhood desktop loading page which is a little, a little cumbersome when i had robin hood i think i got like some gas station or some shit like that <laughs> <I> <laughs> something, mean, that's something that was worth like three dollars it was like three dollars and forty cents everyone needs to get gas you know it's yeah, yeah all, of the, all of the friends i have who are investigate they keep talking about weed they're like just invest in weed right now weed huh the more states that you know, legalize it as you go along, the more it's going to be worth. And then just like invest in weed. What it, What stock is weed? Like you guys live in Japan. How the fuck can you do this? How can you invest in something illegal in this country? Oh my God. So weird. Yeah. That sounds like, like in Japan, you, you might get fired for investing into weed stocks in your own time. They're, yeah. they're super duper strict on that, aren't they? I don't think they care about you investing in the American market. Oh wow. There's a lot of them, huh? Top um, marijuana stocks. Wow. There's so many of them, though. <laughs> there you go. They're really cheap, too. Okay. Okay. So I am the uh, proud owner of a... Uh, did you buy some weed uh, stock? George. Sony. No, no, I didn't get weed stock. I, I did get Limelight Networks, um, which has gone down since they gave it to me for free. Thanks, Robinhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Limelight Networks is an American company that provides content delivery network service used for delivery digital media and software. What? So they, do they make like video players or something? I don't know. But my free stock is in some technology company that 
I guess is hard to describe quickly. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we've talked about this for 12 minutes. Okay, yeah. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit <laughs> off topic, huh? I mean, it is technically the hot topic, but... You guys know how Robinhood suspended trading of GameStop and AMC, right? Right. Yeah. Everybody I was on the does, phone, right? I was on Discord with my friend Ollie setting this stuff up, and he actually bought AMC while they were canceling it. Like, literally one minute, he was like, okay, I just got 30 bucks of AMC. And then I, on the other hand, replied, wait, it's not letting me do that. So, like, and, and the thing is, as soon as he got it too, it immediately started depreciating. <laughs> like, that was right when when oh, the, the no. bubble, the hill, started cresting over the edge. One thing that I think is kind of funny here is that it does feel like a game. There's some beautiful irony here that the stock in question is GameStop and the dilemma in question of like, you know, the prisoner's dilemma, everyone's going to go to jail. So, so you like question the individual players, how, how they can all work together to uh, mitigate the effects. And that's like what the investors are doing. Like they are gaming the stock market around GameStop. It's, it's, it's ironic. It's hilarious. They're, they're playing by the rules. They're basically coordinating a big massive cooperative strategy like uh like an mmo raid or something it's it's cute (laughs) (laughs) hold the line what have you guys played this week oh fuck there we go (laughs) back to back to back to reality here (laughs) oh oh god it stings i hate reality matt i want to i want to talk more about what you were asking me about today because you know i'm always up for that Whoa, you're talking about Skull? I'm talking about Skull, baby. Skull the Hero Slayer. Man. Skull the Game Slayer. Yeah, so I I jumped into this a couple days ago. And I'm usually, I'm usually, like, I have to be in a certain mood for any roguelike. Like, I hate repeating the same thing over and over and over again. But, (laughs) you know, this was fun. Yay! This, this this, this, This was fun. Um. There's some things I don't like about it, though. Like, I okay. feel like the chance of you getting that, I, I feel like the only way to progress is to get you that really good skull. And, okay. yeah, like, you were talking about the werewolf and stuff like that, but I feel like it's not strong enough. And if you invest in upgrading it even more than once, you would actually yeah. have to go into skull rooms in order to... In order to upgrade it, you can't just get skulls randomly. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, right? You can, you can choose the specific green rooms, right? Like that's what I'm saying. You, but you also that's a trade off there. Then you won't get any money. So, like, wh- yeah. whatever you choose, I mean, you get money like, for killing c- people. You just get more money when you go into gold rooms, right? Way more money, like significantly more money. Like it, it, to the <laughs> yeah. point that you you won't be able to buy anything unless you go into the gold rooms later on. But for example, you know? it depends on your run, right? So if you if you start out or you find a skull that you're kind of happy with, I think early on, then you just the one thing I started doing was I started using some of the earlier skulls and seeing how far I could push them. For example, my favorite is the werewolf of all the early skulls because it's cheap to upgrade with the bones yeah. from the sexy spider, right? Whoa. And then I find every and um, buy every item that has physical attack damage up and also speed, 
Speaking of fun sentences to say. Sexy spider. Buying bones from a, giving a thick bone to a sexy spider. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, Jesus. That's funny, actually. Twitch still has not approved my thick bone emote, which is upsetting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think you just have to experiment a bit more with um, maybe the earlier skulls. Like, I think there are a couple of really good ones. The Ent, like the little tree guy. Physical damage oh, on him. I hate that he, thing. He hits really hard. I think he's great. The werewolf, uh, if you get speed and physical attack, uh, physical damage, then... That's, that's the one I use a lot. That's the only one I really... It, the sword is okay, too, but the werewolf is... If you get so, the one that he dashes three times, it's just way better than anything there. Yeah. So have you have you saved a lot of the NPCs? Do you have, like, the ogre and everybody to give you a skull I in have, the beginning? I have only two extra. That's it. That's so the only you ones the- you get um, when you, before you get to the sisters. And the sisters is what the roadblock I have. Everyone else is pretty easy. Do you have the one who gives you a skull, right? Yeah, yeah. The skull yeah, yeah. and then the random the guy piece. Who- yeah. Okay, there's one more guy who you'll meet in the third biome who gives you like a buff to start with as well. Oh, I so also yeah. imagine you're putting you're talking to the witch, right? And putting all the dark quartz into... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it makes everything else a breeze. I'm assuming there's gonna be a bubble that bursts that I'm just that uh sister fight is gonna be really easy at some point. Especially I think as soon as I pass the sisters, I'm gonna have the the, the next guy, the next NPC. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna get start getting better skulls from that guy in the beginning if I reach far enough. Well you can also pay him. You can also pay him for a second yeah, skull. And get a second one. It, it's better. It's it's usually the same. I've restarted multiple times oh. to see what happens, mm. and it's only like it's only the the first tier skulls until I'm I'm assuming later in the game where you start getting like Possibly. some of the really fucking cool skulls, like the one um the one with the uh, being a rock star rock star one. <laughs> so what good. the fuck? I like love you it. literally play the guitar, and if you yeah. if Feels you damaged. um it's like a 30, 30 second cooldown, but if you reach the full bar after you keep pat- tapping yeah. it, build up the passive. There's yeah. a band that plays. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like what? And then you have um, you can drop a speaker. Even better is the rock. The rock star is inspired by an anime character, which is oh. cool. Yeah, oh shit! Exact makeup and hair and guitar and everything. Krausasama from Detroit Metal City, which is fucking amazing. Detroit anime. Metal City, man, so never... good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So that yeah, I think. And Rockstar is a pretty mediocre skull, really. But compared he's to. so fun, though. <laughs> yeah, he's so fun. I want more fun skulls like that. Like, a lot of the other ones are really fun. So, um, yeah, like the knight, the rider and... Oh, the rider is one of my favorite. Because you can, just, you can just kill everything on the map. Everything. I think that's how... So, I beat, so the first time I came across the sisters, because I couldn't beat the first boss for a while. Mm. And when I first came, I had a really good run where I beat the first boss for the first time, and then I went straight through the second area, and uh, I had one of the really powerful rare quintessences, you know, the, the triggerable orb things that you have. And I think it was Susanino. Uh, Susani, Susuino, I think it is. It's like the samurai. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was the, uh, the four horsemen riders 
It's this one that just oh. calls in like a portal that all these horses and like horsemen ride in and just absolutely annihilate everything on the screen. It's fucking amazing. Oh, shit. And, it was, no, and I, I used it on the one. sisters and I got through it. It was so good. There's a couple really powerful. If you ever see like the orbs with like kind of like a rarity thing around it, like it's oh, this. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've used that one. Yeah, that one so, was insanely powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the just always pick movie. up the rare ones because they're yes. so. Fun. There's like a samurai that when it, it like bursts out and then like cuts everybody on the screen. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, so, I had so, one so that good. had the blue orbs that just follow everyone and 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 does like mega damage. Yeah, I almost killed the sisters last night after talking to you. It was like the bar was this small, dude, <laughs> and <sighs> I got. I was uh had a dark paladin and I was like, oh I said, like, I just need one more. And then she goes down and all of a sudden started doing the wave thing. Every time oh, she hit no. she jumps out. And I it wasn't expecting it. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I love I love using faster characters against her because you can you can dash through them. So with the werewolf, for example, you can when the waves come, you don't have to jump over them, but you can dash through them. And with the werewolf, usually by that point you've got about three dashes. And you just dash through them to her, use your like trigger ability, and usually deal damage. The sisters are a pain in the ass because getting through the first phase isn't hard, but avoiding getting the, uh, taking yeah. enough damage to survive through the second is real tough. So it's real tough. It's always the second phase. The second phase is ridiculous because like you have to dash at the appropriate time, and sometimes yeah. you really can't avoid some of these attacks unless you like really know the timing of the one that slashes the entire screen mm. or you get lucky with the position of those like all right for people who don't know like i, I mean the sisters are the second boss week, right yeah yeah no yeah, that, yeah. is it the second boss it's the second boss second second major boss okay yeah, uh, yeah. well yeah, I, yeah yeah so there are these mini bosses which are like these heroes that get exp and get stronger after if you get defeated by them but yeah they're like the mini bosses right and um but the main biome bosses, like the second area bosses, these two twin sisters, and they're fast and a pain in the ass. They cut the yeah. screen up like anime characters. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty dope. It's pretty dope. What gets me playing, what gets me going is um obviously having a tree that you're investing in because at yeah. this point, hey, yeah, you're you're not doing anything if you just keep dying. Mm. Um I do like some type of permanency for uh these types of games um and the skulls dude the skulls they're are so good are, i like it's so, so good, good. there's yeah. 70 of them i think i've seen maybe 12 to 15 so far that's it wait maybe i have only seen a couple too maybe like 20 or 70 so? maybe totally. less than that it's crazy yeah it's come to think about it yeah you're right like the really good ones i've seen like the the Grim Reaper, the the Dark Alchemist, the the uh, the genie, the al the other alchemist. My favorite was the Dark Alchemist. I think that's what he's called. Which he like summons these purple chains and just shreds damage through people. Oh god, it's so good, Damn. so good. Yeah, I've been getting to the the magic damage ones. Those are pretty ridiculous, I, man. I'm so I like I want it. On Switch right now. Mm. Yeah, it's a good game to have on Switch, yeah. Like, I have to play it on my PC, and right now, I'm just too tired to, like, sit here and play it. I want it on my couch, and I just want to play 
like repetitively on my couch. <laughs> it's so good. I, I'm still yeah. really obsessed with it. I've played uh, Dead Cells. There's a there's a way to like recover a run, you know, like you never want to. You never feel like you have to restart, right? Or you're wasting your time with Dead Cells. Like it feels like you always end up getting something cool, right? Because there's so many. There's there's like two uh, slots for you for two weapons and stuff like that. Yeah. And some other stuff that you can grab. It it just works well. But with Skull, it seems like if you just don't have the right Skull with the right stuff and you don't have enough money to buy the stuff that you need, like you just have to play well. You have to make the right decisions. You know what I mean? I think so. I think in terms of like actual progression, but I think in the larger meta game of the things, I think it's very similar to Dead Cells, because you you can, you know, get lots of Dark Quartz so you can build up that tree. But also saving NPCs and having them, you know, affect, like, giving you buffs and stuff in the very beginning. So even if maybe your run is not going so great, at least you can keep pushing to try and find more things. That's what I like about it. Mm. The one thing I hate about Dead Cells is the weapons never felt that different to me. Whereas mm. in Skull, they're straight up, like, different characters. And true, I always true. keep pushing... In the hope that I'll see a new skull that then will like save me or something. Like when you turn up and you're like on the half health or something and you're like really deep into the second biome or something, and then all of a sudden you get the Grim Reaper and you're like, oh, I can do this, I can do this. And you won't do it, but it does give like a like a renewed sense of It does, yeah. When you when you see a legendary skull drop. A legendary skull drop and you're like you oh, haven't seen so before you're like wait so wait good. wait let me see the stats on this wait okay physical damage oh i got a few okay yeah okay two skills Ooh. yeah, oh yeah like, it's so good it's dope. you got like a one punch man guy that i was using that does like mega damage one I inch punch it. I've yeah, it's like it. one inch punch it, it is, he doesn't look like one punch man but like oh. yeah, the zombie uh, the mummy who's like a metal slug like inspired thing Oh man, some of them are just really, really fucking smart. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, they're they're really, really good. Yeah, you start to realize though, like these some of those later skulls are so much better than the, <laughs> the shitty skulls you get in the beginning. Yeah, you realize like you you need one good skull to like one good like all round skull to keep you going yeah. to switch yeah. to, but then you have like your shit skull or your experimental skull on the other one you maybe swap between them because some of the powers for swapping are, is really good like i didn't swap in the beginning at all i would just stick with the skull i really liked and you can totally do that but i did find that after a while swapping especially the passives like where you can stun enemies around you or cause electricity and stuff like that was just so powerful so i would swap to the shit skull attack for a bit wait for the recharge on the new skull you know swap back and I got into the habit of swapping more often. And that's like part of my issue. Like um, my, my issue, meaning like the way my play style is and how I want to play. And the game is just like, no, you have to play this way, mm. you know? And I, I get that. I get that. I should probably switch skulls. I should probably only, you know, not just like put all my eggs in one basket. This is like, I just want to, I, I like that good skull and I just want to keep that good skull and, <laughs> and, and that's it. I'm good. I'm good and probably just eat the other one. Yeah. 
but like I never get that lucky where you you get like too physical, you know? It's always a physical and then maybe some weird off skull. That's just like not useful. You know, sometimes I get lucky and I get like two really good skulls and I'm like, oh shit. This is dope. Yeah. But like you get like a physical and then a magic and you already put like a bunch of items on your character that are all physical damage. Yeah. They're just like useless on the magic damage guy. But yeah. Like there's stuff like that that just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And that's the thing is, even when you get a really good skull and you check and you're like, oh fuck, I have no items that will buff this to be good and you're like ah god damn it but you gotta try anyway i love experimenting with them i think that's one of the great things about it 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 just makes me want to try lots of skulls like i would risk my run just so i could play with you know a new thing that came up and even if i hated it in the end i'm just so glad i tried it and i'm building up my information like that you know that meta information database in my head of like don't Pick that one ever again. <laughs> you get so used to it that it is pretty quick to get back up. Um, yeah. To like where you were. I wish you could skip cutscenes for mini bosses and bosses, though. Not gonna lie. Other than that, you can really get to a place really quick. Like I grab things, go through. The, <laughs> I'm like speed running the thing just so I can get back to like the sisters or see what skull I can get. Or I usually have an aim for the first biome now. Whether it's I want to get cash. Or I yes. want to like yes. get a skull I'm comfortable with, and then I always go for the treasure. Usually in the first biome, you're bound to get one skull at least that is decent enough to keep going with. And I yeah. think I can get past Idrasil pretty fast. So, and his dodge yeah. now is super easy, especially if you have something like the werewolf. Just that double dodge. Oof. Oof. I I just get the werewolf, get a bunch of coin, build my guy up. And then later on, I start going to skull ones because at that point, you, you just have yeah. like a full build. Oh, and you so just cool. hope that you get like a berserker or any of those like a predator skull as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Fuck, you this know, game is so good, man. I really, it, it's, really like it. it, it it's, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people would like it. A lot of people would like it. It's very luck based. Very luck based. Mm. So if you just want to dive into a game and just enjoy the random bits of it, I think this is a good one, especially it seems like it's not it really long? any bullshit either. I don't think it's not so. long, is it? No. Okay. Yeah, because like it seems like I, I mean, we still got to reach like the hero, right? Like the the hero that we saw in the beginning. I think maybe I haven't seen any more cutscenes. Oh, so. biomes total. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm probably gonna beat. The, <laughs> I'm probably gonna go straight for it. I've got to the end. I've got to the end of the third one which is the alchemist. I think so anyway. Oh, okay. So you have like one more after that. Okay, cool. I think cool, so. Cool. I'd have to check the wiki and have a look. I think there's but, a speed run for 15 minutes. So Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, my runs are usually about short. 30 minutes, usually 20 to 30 minutes. So if you get all the monies and you get everything you need, you're probably going to beat it within an, within an hour. So it's an hour yeah. hour-ish game for regular oh, people. Oh, yeah. Like okay, so there's there's five total. Five times. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this game. I, I really do. It, it doesn't seem bullshit to me either. Like, the game makes you feel powerful, and then you're tested 
the game does this smart thing where it allows you to like break your skull in, right? It sounds as weird as that sounds, right? Break a skull in, but you're allowed to be powerful, and there are lots of really dodgy enemies that can be frustrating, right? But ultimately, you are way more powerful than any of the enemies. So it allows you to experiment with all your skull powers before you reach a boss, which then it tests you on what you've been doing learning your skull, right? So I feel if the game was kind of a bit more difficult like other roguelikes and you had to really, you know, figure out the other enemies and the biomes and like sort of take it easy and maybe not spam your powers like you do in Skull, then maybe by the time you reach the boss, you would you wouldn't have the abilities or the knowledge already that you do by spamming all the abilities all the time. Yeah. So I feel like the only time the game really tests you is during the bosses. And even then, I don't feel that that shitty. But in terms of like roguelike bullshitness, this is like on the lower end of the scale. Yes, yeah. you got to deal with some RNG nonsense sometimes. But I really think compared to other roguelikes that are just unfair because you have to like have completely precise inputs to dodge something or you've got such low health it doesn't matter this game's way more fun in my opinion yeah it it's um i definitely feel different of it different about it after like a couple hours like it seems like in the beginning it feels a little slow ish and you like mm. you get to that first boss and all of a sudden it's like, damn, man, I'm really underpowered. And then you get that good skull and you just breeze through one good time and you get all those uh quartz. You're like done. Like you start to understand the game after that. But yeah, like after that, it's just so like, good. oh, my God, I'm I just looked up all the characters on the, uh, the wiki. Oh, man, so good. Why do you guys think more people aren't talking about this game so much? See, somebody said that the other day. And then they they retweeted their own tweet after looking at the Steam page. Mm-hmm. Skull has twelve thousand reviews on that's Steam. That's decent. That seems like a it's a lot. That's healthy. Yeah, but that's got to be going towards quarter of a million copies sold. Like that's a healthy. <laughs> it's okay. very, 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 that was an very, early very too. healthy. It sold yeah. hundred thousand during its first weekend, so yeah. it's it's absolutely doing really well and. Mm-hmm. I think because it's a Korean game, maybe it didn't just they it wasn't marketed very well in the beginning to mm-hmm. the West, but it's got reviews from IGN and GameSpot and stuff, and they're all giving it you know eights and nines, um, and it's sold a fucking metric butt ton. So already, it's still twenty percent off if people are interested. Seriously, for sixteen bucks, this game is dope. Yeah, it 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 almost sounds like you. <laughs> Like, like, have you guys already discovered a game of the year 2021 contender? Because, because you, you, you freaking love this stuff. It's just been, it's been weeks at this point. Yeah, I've been playing it for at least three weeks now. And, uh, well, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe two or three weeks now. And, oh man, it, it's just this weird game where it keeps throwing stuff at you. It's not like Hades is great in the, the fact that you unlock the weapons over time, right? And then you adjust them by adding more buffs to them. But this literally, it's like, imagine if you were playing a Street Fighter roguelike, right? And you start out with Ryu, and then as you go along, you unlock other characters that you can swap to while on a run. That's so cool. sounds fun. It's so cool. It's really fun. I, I haven't seen as many people mention this, but like Hades does have that difficulty wall. Like, like, there's, there's almost a legit problem with, um, 
like how much harder the game gets three quarters of the way through the run and then kind of eases up for the last bit of the run. Like, uh, mm. like uh, if there's no, no equivalent to that Minotaur wall here, then, well, then that's... Well, I haven't got to the last biomes. I don't think it was that bad. The, I, I think Hades was pretty... Pretty easy compared to Skull, to be honest. I, I'm the I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was hearing it the other way. Now the sisters is a wall. The sisters is a fucking wall, because at I, least in the Minotaur fight, you can dodge everything. You can just do a certain build, and literally it becomes a cakewalk fight, dude. Like it's a cakewalk fight. I wish I had known that build that's the difference right with hades you go into it knowing exactly what you want to do because you you pre-build you know you, yeah. you go in with the weapon you want and the build you want whereas in skull it is luck of random. the draw about what you're going to do but yeah. if you if you're smart enough and you understand skulls a bit you're you're eventually going to be able to like oh right okay i started out with this one kind of know where i'm going or at least i know where i can go to with this power and then hope along that you get stuff like the arch lich or the grim reaper or something like that yeah, but that's luck. That's all luck. That's that's the thing. Like if you don't get it, you don't. Yeah, if you don't get you it, don't yeah, win. You, <laughs> you don't yeah. win. Like that's if you get a there lucky be, unlucky there, run, you you automatically suck. And and I'm fully I'm fully aware. If I would take the blame and say, you know, Matt, you're getting old. Maybe you just don't <laughs> have the the twitchy fingers as you used to. But holy mm -hmm. shit, when when RNG is that crazy. And you reach that like wall, you're just like, oh no, I can't climb this shit. Hades, you literally have your weapon straight right there. You're like, okay, I can't beat this fight. Let me try this weapon. That's literally all you do. Like that's that's why Hades is a lot easier, and it's it's you can it's made it's made for you to beat the game multiple times. Yeah, the narrative only works yeah. for that game. It it makes sense to me. That game makes sense to me, and I guess that's why I can kind of go through it so it's not like it's random but it's not too random you know you you kind of know where you can kind of uh you can you can salvage a run most of the time you know but yeah yeah george you're just getting old like me i'm getting old you're getting old I, 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 according to the science it's 25 when your reflexes your gamer reflexes are supposed to start oh boys we're way degrading. past our sell pass sell by day here <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Or a spoiled milk. Unfortunately. Oh no! When, when I when I was twenty five, I celebrated the occasion by playing Metal Gear Solid Revengeance all the way through on Revengeance difficulty. And I I, I wonder if when I hit thirty five, you could do it now. <laughs> maybe I should do a ten year anniversary and and compare the footage, see how much worse it got. <laughs> so I, I I've played two uh. Two 2D pixel platforming games that heavily focus on platforming and combat. Very different games, but you know they're 2D platforming. Uh, one I can't talk about too much because I'm incredibly biased about it, which is Aaliyah, which was developed here in Kyoto. So I don't want to talk about that. I was having a good time with it though. It has a magical harpoon that you throw about, and you can fly great, and it's awesome. That, that's by the by, because I think I'm incredibly biased on that one. I'm very proud of Tamar for releasing it. So the other one I wanted to talk about, which is one I've been streaming, is called Cyber Shadow. I'm, so, I'm sure you guys might have seen it this week. Game came out, one of the first games published by Yacht Club Games that they didn't. Oh yeah, the, the Shovel Knight company. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they supported development, but they didn't 
develop it themselves. It was developed by one guy called Mechaskull. Looks like it's going for a Shovel Knight thing. It looks like an NES game. Yes. So it's essentially what Shovel Knight was, but uh, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. Wow. Holy shit. It looks great. It's awesome. <sighs> Where to start? And how to... This is the game I wanted to play more of before I talked about it, because I started out pretty much not liking it at all. Yeah. You know, the reviews are, are only mostly positive. Yeah. And then I've grown to like it. Um, and that is not by Stockholm Syndrome of like sticking with it and growing to like it, but actually because the game gets better in its design as it goes on, which is really frustrating because they've intro, the two intro levels of the game are some stupid bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> for for lack of a better word. <laughs> I know a lot of people are enjoying this game, but the first two levels are some straight up fucking annoying ass bullshit. Like it's so annoying. It does this thing where so you could you're you're this cyber ninja, right? And you're running and platforming and the platforming feels pretty decent. The movement though is nothing like the messenger. The messenger if you played the messenger is the closest game uh, if you've played that, you know what to expect from this. But imagine the pla uh, the platforming to be a lot more simple than the messenger. The movement in the beginning is very simple. These terminal platforms, but you can only strike your sword like you know in a horizontal line. Okay, so like straight out in front of you. Typical NES attack, right? It doesn't like curve up. You can't you can't hit upwards. You can't hit down. You can only hit in front of you. Oh right? god, yeah. So you're you're swiping right in front of you. And the game has these insects as some of the first enemies. And the insects do a really frustrating thing where they move in circle patterns. Okay. So kind of like Castlevania, kind of like old NES games, but they move underneath platforms and through them and target like underneath the character in areas where you as the player cannot hit. Ooh. Like a really purposely annoying design to be artificially difficult that frustrated the hell out of me. It completely put me off wanting to play the game because at the same Ooh. time, the platforming well is pretty simple. If you get knocked back, so if you get hit by these tiny insects, you get knocked back, right? Like you would in games, but you get knocked back off platforms. So you die. There's like, if you fall off platforms, it's kind of like Mario. Most of them kill you in one hit. You know, there's like electricity and stuff like that. But what's so frustrating is the reason knockback was ever made was so that players could get hit backwards and be safe to sort of, you know, get themselves back reorientated yeah. before tackling the enemy that knocked them back, right? Yeah. The idea is that you don't get hit again. You either jump over it or whatever. But in this game, no, 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 no. Knockback is purposely to fuck with your platforming or to put you in bad situations. And it's so frustrating because you can't hit these enemies very well because they fly in circle patterns in like a 360 motion, you know, on a 2D plane. So, you know, mm -hmm. you're in a circle on the screen. But you as the, the ninja can only hit in front of you. And the, and the hitbox is pretty tiny. It's like a little samurai sword in front of you, like a katana. So half the time you're spending just trying to move back on these tiny platforms, like turning around, jumping backwards. So you can kind of hit at the ground to try and hit these fucking bugs. This is so annoying. And then what made it even worse is they made bugs that when you hit the bug, two smaller bugs with the same movement <laughs> pop out. <laughs> So not only then are you dealing with the one fucking big bug that's 
causing you stress anyway. You, you pop that fucker, and then two new bugs come through, and then start floating around in circle patterns around you that both are tiny, yet if you get hit by them, they knock you back all the same. Oh god, it's so fucking annoying. It, honestly, the first two levels of that game, I hated. I really was just like, this sucks, I don't want to play it. I'm so annoyed, because the game itself seems pretty cool. But I'm, because I was streaming it, I pressed on and I got through in the end. And then I started getting more powers. Um, nothing great. Like, they give... <sighs> Unlike Skull and other things, or even Hades, right? There, you have, like, flames in Cyber Shadow and you use the flame gauge to do these special attacks. So even though you can only ever hit straight, like, you can then end up getting powers that use up like an energy bar, these flame energy things, which is annoying. Just let me do the powers because they're fun. Like it's so frustrating when games do that. So then you have to be a bit careful about that, but then the platforms start to open up and there's a bit more movement. And then the enemies are not so annoying after that. Once they drop the whole insect bug floating bullshit, they have, they introduce like synthetic ninjas with guns. And you're like, okay, this is, this is more like it. Right. And it's still not, uh, getting easier. It's still pretty difficult, but at least you don't feel like you're getting bullshitted like by enemy patterns that you just can't hit because the game just arbitrarily is like, lol, you can't hit your feet because your sword only moves on the X axis. Good job. But then it introduces like a, 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 new, a new power called the swag blade. And then I'm just, I'm kind of like, this is all right. Wait, is, is it actually called the swag blade? It's called the swag blade. <laughs> You've, you've got to That's be cute. Me. That's real cute. I will get. I will allow you to guess one guess about what you think the swag blade is. Your clothes change to are, are something you, a little bit more swaggy than. <laughs> are, are, are you hitting them with a, a snapback baseball cap that still has the sticker on it? Mm, Ooh, yeah, you're both both close guesses. <laughs> That's but, racist. Um, <laughs> wait, what? How is it racist? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quickly transition from that into what the swag blade actually is, which is it's a blade that is t attached to you by a chain, but it flies around in a 360 motion. And then if you time it correctly, when it comes around near your sword, you can fucking slap it with your sword like a baseball into enemies like a like a death pendulum. And it's like playing tennis and it snaps back at you and you can hit them again. And that's when it becomes fun. Your sword can still only ever hit on the fucking x-axis unless you use specials, which is so annoying. So annoying, don't do that. I was imagining a, a, a circular-shaped object. But, it, well, yes, it's like a big death pendulum that you play tennis with, and it's great. Um, so the, long live the swag blade. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm almost finished with it. I think I only have, like, two stages left. It's hard. It is not Ninja Gaiden hard, which is just NES nonsense. Some of the checkpoints in this game are kind of bullshit, but they're not they're not Panzer Paladin checkpoint bullshit, which was awful. Um, I think this game is better than Panzer Paladin. I'm definitely having more fun now. I just wish those two levels at the beginning were just different, just completely different. The insect bugs are so annoying, and the game hasn't given you anything to be able to deal with them. It's so stupid. That sounded like a genuine AVGN rant. The, the, the talk about the insect bugs that spew out too. I'm happy to put myself out there to James Rolfe and say, if you ever make a video on Cyber Shadow, I will happily come on and say, 
that the first two stages of that game are complete horseshit. What a what a donkey load of of doo doo ass poop. Yeah, this is it, that. Yeah. It's not my type of game. <laughs> people have been, and people are probably screaming like, "Get good, get good!" Right? Uh, why did you need to good? No. Well, I can't get good if my fucking sword won't hit something that's coming underneath the floor through a platform I cannot go through. It's like, it's like imagine just playing Shovel Knight, and all of a sudden, all the enemies just come up from underneath your shovel, right? Underneath the platform that you can't put your shovel through, and just start attacking you, just where you can't hit them. It's so annoying. They move and they they're not like perfect circular motions either. It's like offset circular motions that change. So sometimes it'll home in on you and then when you miss it it'll fly away and then sometimes it'll like rotate back on itself and you think that's not a consistent pattern. What what is it doing? It doesn't move in like <laughs> diagonal stuff to you. Oh god, it's so annoying. What were they thinking? Get what it together, game, game developers. <laughs> Look, from one game to another, mad respect, you made it to yourself, but delete those first two stages. <laughs> oh shit. Jeez. <laughs> like wow. oh, oh, just make one one better enemy. One. Honestly. Oh god, thank god I got to run about that because Fuck me. I was so upset on the, on the stream. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I'm I'm gonna finish it because it's not that long. Um Oh really? Okay. So you're gonna finish that, but not all the other games. It's four or five hours. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna finish Skull, because I, I do I'm gonna get there eventually because I'm playing it so much. I'm gonna finish Aaliyah. I'm gonna finish that. They're, they're four or five hours. It's great. Just more games like that, please. Not like the insects, but like the length. That's fine. Yeah, that's the perfect length. More, more four to five hour games. Um, I'm, I'm loving you. Get over here. Well, Cyber Shadow, it's free. It's, it's free, Matt. It's on. It's on. It's free. It's on our favorite free platform. Oh, really? Is it? It's on Xbox Game Pass. You know, our favorite free platform. Hilarious. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny joke. Um, it's actually like ten to um, fifteen bucks a month, depending on what kind of deal you hey, sign up for. Twelve to fifteen bucks for Final Fantasy Twelve, which comes out soon on there. So hell yeah. Yeah, if anyone beats that, let me know. Tell me how it is. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me if it's worth me jumping back on that thing. I mean, I I, I still have a, a PlayStation Two DVD of that game sitting in the other room so uh if if you haven't ever picked up final fantasy 12 at any point over the past 16 years then i guess look guess let's be honest now is right? your big moment xbox it, all game that pass. waiting paid off xbox game pass right just released all of the yakuza games on there apart from yeah. seven of course holy shit and final fantasy 12 is coming in literally just the last two releases alone you could literally have games for three years <laughs> Because Yakuza is like forever. And Final Fantasy twelve takes forever. Can I just jump in at 7 at this point? Yes. Because like, I, I, I know the gist. I've played the beginnings of, of 1 and 3 and 4. I feel like I, I shouldn't have to complete. No, no just play 7. Not, not to say they're not good. Just 7 is so different. Either zero or seven. That that they're the two places you start now. Seven sounds like it might be the new highlight of the series. Like, like yeah, the it brightest is. moment yes. after after so many years. <sighs> it is so good. 
so but if you just jump into good. seven and don't play the others then you kind of miss out on that kazuma kiryu buzz so so you know how i left a little bit right i'm just gonna talk low here you know how i left okay, a second okay. ago right i wanted to check because i kept hearing door slams oh, over God. and over again okay and i'm just like what the fuck is happening did he leave or something like that I say door slammed. I'm not, I'm not talking about like nine or ten. I'm talking about like maybe like three or four. And it's like it's definitely inside this uh this this apartment that Facility. I'm hearing that. <laughs> so I go out and he's he's just on the couch. So it's either we have a crazy downstairs, which I've never been able to hear their door, or this dude. <laughs> Is angry <laughs> that I'm recording on a Wednesday, <laughs> and he's trying to sleep. He's closing the fucking door every time he goes inside of his his room. And I don't understand what's going. What is happening? What is happening? Why so childish, dude? <laughs> just I just wanted to, I just wanted to what share that. What if you were on a phone if you call ever, though? Got it. People who listen to this podcast, if you ever like, why, why is Matt so quiet? It's because we're not recording on Monday or Tuesday. That's why. That's I why. feel like I have to be quiet as well. It's really <laughs> weird when you hear somebody whispering. You're like, wait, I don't need to whisper, but you're whispering. So I'm like, oh, hey. And I'm gonna say I'm a pretty good roommate, right? Like, I don't do anything i don't even i don't even go outside my room most of the time unless i'm cooking right like he has yeah. the living room whatever he even notices that he has a living room he's like oh man you don't come out here i would lower your rent or whatever i was like no you don't have to do that you don't have to fucking your do rent? that like like yeah because i don't for i don't hang it really, out yeah i don't really use it i really and he always asks me why don't why don't i come out and i'm like i just like because you're a motherfucker like <laughs> <laughs> the thing is the thing is it's you have a roommate and it works, but if you can't talk about more than just the surface, then having a relationship that's deeper than just roommates is probably a bad idea. Mm. If you if if all you're talking about is the frosting on the cake, you know, eventually you're gonna have to have conversations about what's going on in the world or anything like that, and. If you disagree with on, I mean, I, this stuff I would never say on this podcast that I've had, I had arguments with him about that are just like, wow, you know, the only ones I've mentioned is Trump. And if that gives you an idea, that gives you an idea. And he's a cool guy. It's just, he grew up different. Let's just say that. So I guess, I guess I should ask here, this is, are, are we editing this out or no, is this, no, no, is this the show? This is, this is for the listeners. This is for the listeners. Wow. Brave, brave man. Wait, wait, you think he? You think he's listening to us right now? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Mm. Never, never say never. Never say never. I mean, if never he's listening never. to this, to be honest, he's heard a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Just say hello. Hi, hi there. I'm, I'm complete. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm mostly the same. Um, he's looking at you right now. <laughs> I'm okay with confrontation, so I'll take it. I'll take it. This this is for listeners to, to to give you an idea. I've always shared my roommate situations, so there you go. This I, is uh, why Matt's I, quiet. I, I 
I, I guess, I mean, I, I was hoping to, to record today because I feel, you know, like energetic and, and hyper. I'm having a way better morning than, than yesterday when I had no sleep in me. I'm uh, sleeping during the daytime again, usually. I'm, I'm d- way deeper into Hitman, which is Ooh. fantastic. Ooh. Um, the level design has... You're on level two now, right? I'm, I'm on level four. Oh, okay. Double the program. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot more scripted events going on in this one. I, I don't know if you've, you've also noticed this, Liam, but a lot of um, methods will have you following an NPC, waiting for them to say something, following them another chunk. And that's uh, a, little, a little different from, from a traditional Hitman level. But one thing that mm. I think is so impressive is that they have both methods in there like you can do the linear set piece scripted event follow around and npc from behind waiting for them to trigger the next event or follow completely different methodologies that are more sandbox and player driven than than script driven i i actually wanted to use that as an excuse to segue into the news wait dun, dun, dun. oh okay I, I thought you were gonna go on a at least a 40 minute rant about uh Hitman three. Oh, it's it's good. It's it's so good. It it is so good, in fact, that uh, IO Interactive is uh, capitalizing on the hype by releasing a bunch of positive news stories about um how much money they're making off of this. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so tainted by the games industry that I thought you were gonna say by celebrating by letting go of most of their staff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, actually, literally the exact opposite. They've posted a bunch of new job openings. They Yay. want to double their staff. They're opening a second wow. studio in Sweden and uh did did some fun interviews. Yeah, they're they're massively upscaling to uh, take on all the the high production values they want to do for this James Bond project. Heck yeah. Holy shit. They've they've released some some details and in interviews and uh, yeah no like they're technically an indie game <laughs> developer now too like if you want to get literal with the words they have been releasing some some details about these uh, business moves as well as what the actual pitch was like like I was real curious about that last week this week the uh, studio head Hakan Abrak has has revealed some details on how that meeting went. So they met up with the granddaughter, I believe, of uh, Albert Broccoli was the guy's name, the author who originally wrote the James Bond novels, what? right? No. What are you talking about? That's wrong. He, he, he was something Broccoli, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he could be Broccoli. He was the producer for most of the James Bond films. Ian Fleming. Oh my God. Yeah, no, Ian Fleming's the author. Albert Broccoli is the producer. I got them backwards. Forgiven. Um, but yeah, apparently the the Broccoli's are the ones who are <laughs> holding the rights at this moment. Yes. The Barbara Broccoli granddaughter <clears throat> was the one who they had to uh, give the pitch to. Yeah, she runs it now, so. I can't fucking believe this, but she has like the same opinion on the James Bond video games. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I think I, I had uh, tweeted some frustrations about where she did not feel that the previous games were worthy enough and that they were violence for the sake of violence. <gasps> so when when IO Interactive gave their whatever presentation they must have done and, and uh, they, they, they apparently did focus on how their vision of the character and how you would turn that into a video game would not just be the first person shooter violent gun porn. 
that that the previous James Bond games are uh, are more focused about. This is at least at least we have a quote from from one of the producers saying that Barbara Broccoli said that this was not violence for violence's sake, which is good. So leading into that, and I can't believe we don't have this in the news story. Considering just briefly about Bond, did you guys see today's news? No. No. A working build of GoldenEye 007's cancelled Xbox 360 remaster oh, was leaked yeah. online, fully playable. I did. On PC. I did see that. You could play the whole. Wait, what? The whole of GoldenEye, a whole brand new remake of GoldenEye. It, Wait, what? On PC. Yeah, 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 yeah. People have been playing it today. I've, I'm trying to download it myself. It looks awesome. The story of that and why it got canceled, like, like folds into how confusing the rights are. Because with Goldeneye in particular, like, isn't there some legal dispute over if Rare Rare has like redistribution and remake rights? Like, that's why um they couldn't include it in the Rare Rare collection because they also didn't know if Nintendo had like yeah. some sort of exclusivity to that project. But it does what Halo does, which is you can press the I think it's the RB button in this and then swap between the original Goldeneye and then the remake Goldeneye. It's wait, fucking great. Wait, they remade the graphics? I didn't know that. They remade they remade Oh my every- god, they remade the graphics. Holy yeah. shit. Look at that. It's obviously still like alpha beta or whatever, but holy shit, it looks amazing. It kind of does look like a texture pack for an emulator because it's all low poly with, yeah, with high res texture. How cool is that? I can't believe some guys back in the day made this and then never got released. And you're like, well, move on to the next thing. God damn game development that's, sometimes. That's the industry, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you... it's so cool. Also, how can you not like this game? I, I, I... How could she not like this game? <laughs> like out of all of the Bond games. It's, I, I don't know if if you've played Perfect Dark afterwards, but uh, there's there's a lot of reasons why playing GoldenEye felt... I I will be the devil's advocate here and put myself in the target's crosshair here. <clears throat> Goldeneye felt pretty fucking aged a couple years after launch. Um, yeah, but the world the world is not enough, which was the game that came after Goldeneye, which didn't get the plaudits uh, Goldeneye got. It didn't. And that you know, was a great game too. I feel like like that is one of the great disservices of our times and injustice to the character because that game actually did have some spy stealthy it was great stuff. it was made by ea developed by eurocom it was a great game and i really and really liked it the opening level is awesome goldeneye as as classic as it is i feel might might not have aged as well as people might remember if they if they do yeah. pick up the controllers and play nowadays that is is, like yeah, the first not, level, I don't good. think I'm alone of, on that. The first level of the world is not enough. Is literal James Bond spy stuff. You break into a bank and pretending to be somebody else, I and you the first have to level get like the a, ice level. Everyone's forgotten about it. When James Bond does actual James Bond stuff, everyone forgets about it. When when James Bond is in like the Nintendo 64's solution to Doom, oh, everyone loves it. It's the the most memorable game of that generation. And. I don't no, know. Oh, they pre- invented <laughs> console multiplayer. When you're driving a tank down St. Petersburg, it's awesome. <laughs> or Moscow, it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they changed up the controls, though, because the, the controls were also very specifically made for the N64 controller, which is has not uh, become the standard yeah. over the years. Also, I really liked the GoldenEye Wii HD remake as well. 
That was awesome. And one of the reasons that was so different in a completely original version of GoldenEye and not an actual remake of the, the Rare Rare game is because people were so confused over who has the rights to that thing. Yeah. And that was a complete like remake, remaster thing. And there's there's a level in that where you go to a dance club and it is the, the most James Bond level ever and it's good. It's fucking and, good. And Dead Mouse is playing. Uh, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, no, IO Interactive is making enough now. James Bond and it's not violence for violence's sake. Maybe you'll sneak well, we into a club either. and pretend to be someone else's. Uh, right, right, right. Hitman is literally violence for violence's sake. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Good on them. Well done. Congratulations, Io. The other news story, um, very, very quick news stories this week, because uh, the, the big news was, of course, GameStop stocks and Robinhood disallowing people to trade it and that kind of sort of inflaming was that the big news though george it it i or or was it i don't think people got as excited about google shutting down its internal stadia game studio dun 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 Yeah, yeah this is this is still big important news that you know was pointing towards what kind of future we can expect out of the industry but less exciting than than the stock meme jokes haha uh yeah, I guess this is this is kind of sort of a, a, a sad thing, not necessarily unexpected, not but unexpected, something but you're right. Sad people lost their jobs. Agreed. Does you know limit the uh, the amount of directions that, that that video games themselves and those people doing their jobs can can do in the future? Um, Google has shut down its internal Stadia game development studios in Montreal and Los Angeles. The closure will impact around 150 developers. The company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. Jade Raymond, uh, apparently a big celebrity ex-Ubisoft Assassin's Creed developer, was caught in the crossfires and is exiting the company. They're going to continue to offer Stadia. This doesn't mean Stadia is closing down, um, which would be really really big news if, if that were to happen less than like two record time. years after after launching the service yeah like I, even the ouya would have held on longer longer than stadia on but live? how long did it take on live to go down <laughs> on oh, live man. was definitely fat did on live even make release i re- i had an on live because i got I it free it. it didn't work yeah they they had that one dollar deal no i i went to your i went to your game expo and you could just literally go to that booth and they would hand you the console with the controller what Ooh. yeah what so that yep. was swag that was technically swag it was swag and but it, you got a console that didn't work because internet wasn't fast enough at the time the oh idea was that God. but the execution yeah yeah, that's, that's 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 the thing about these streaming services because there are good ideas. Like I would really love to see a demo marketplace operate like this. Like like if you if you keep your expectations low and your budget low and you have the internet speed for it, there are totally solutions that um yeah. playing games like this could fit into into someone's life. Like a turn-based game, a, a turn-based strategy game that incorporates some kind of massively multiplayer features that uh make advantage of the streaming platform could could turn out very well but we're not likely to see those because the one company that has enough money to actually make that dream come true has horrifically mismanaged it Uh, you're exactly right george i find it actually egregiously annoying that the company with the most money in the world who were able to like wait this out and make sure that 
whatever games these studios were making comes out and then seeing instead of canceling, they why would they shut them down? Just it's so annoying. It's really fucking sad. It shows a disinterest in games at some higher levels, but at the same time, they like hired up all these people like Jade Raymond, who obviously have made it their life's passion. Yeah, how can you do that and then not at least follow through on like one game? It's yeah, yeah, and supposedly Stadia is not it's not good still, so that doesn't help. Well, like one of the problems they've always had, and I think OnLive also did this too, is that they don't market streaming as as like the dirt cheap mcdonald's fast food version of gaming that i think is actually the target market they want to be aiming for because because if you spend one i i do not regret at all buying saints row 3 for one dollar on on live and in fact like the weirdness of that ended up becoming a a weirdly precious memory in, in the development of my life you know now that it's been 10 years i can look back on it with retrospect and be like that was a really funny weird strange service it, it had a, a a very weird a questionably unprivate option where people could watch your game stream and comment on it and then there was a fun story about me playing as a naked billy maze and and someone randomly breathing in the mic saying so you like bears huh while i was playing like that's a funny story that wouldn't have happened on any other platform it was only one dollar like it was laggy and it was blurry but it was only one dollar it was just one dollar. <laughs> it's free, almost free, Matt. It was oh almost my free, God. basically free. I mean, you could say it was free, actually. No, so it sounds more caught- expensive than Game Pass, to be honest. Yeah, the one dollar. All right, all right. I'll it- buy that for a dollar. <laughs> one dollar <laughs> is still supposed to represent how, however much labor and resources it, it costs to make a fast food hamburger, but on the McDonald's dollar menu, I. I- that's definitely not free. There's no such thing as a free dollar menu item. I mean, it's basically free though. You know what I miss about on live and and those streaming services is like when you could you could just like have this big, I, I guess like screen of like mm, some matrix esque, yeah, the of thumbnail. Everyone gallery. who's playing on live, oh and you yeah, just watch them just you yeah. just jump in on their stream. That's how I got the bear man. <laughs> he he clicked players. on me from the grid, and I guess my mine looked more interesting than the others because there was a fat white guy with the pixelated <laughs> genitals body slamming people in the streets. So it was the beginnings of uh, Twitch. Justin TV. Yeah. If there was ever a service that uh, could charge people uh, $1 to play shittier streaming versions of video games... If there was ever a company that could eat that loss, it was not on live. It was Google. Yeah. Imagine if they if they did that, the the the, the sales strategy that like won me over a little bit for on live. Imagine if Google was handing out one dollar game codes for Stadia. That would have changed a lot of minds. Remember that when Stadia came out, it was one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Nail in the coffin before it was even out. <sighs> Fuck me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to uh, those those the 150 <laughs> developers, right? Well, they'll go on to better places, I imagine. I hope so. Anyway, good luck, guys. Instead of developing games for for Google, they can spend their newfound free time writing in questions to the Dad and Sons podcast. Yes. At <laughs> gmail.com. 
We are opening up our game design studio. We've collated all of the dad and son's dad den ideas. And- mm. Very, very important one to begin us off here as we as we plan our, our early projects here at the uh, dad and son's game studio and OK Game Studio. Mr. Bubbles is is going to help us draw some some concept art for for our first female characters right now. Uh, oh, Mr. No. Bubbles on on our Patreon question channel actually says dad and sons do you feel like people are getting too horny about video games nowadays <laughs> this talk over the vampire lady is the current hotness but i feel like all the characters in the final fantasy 7 remake were made to bait this shit too and to a smaller extent hades maybe i'm a prude and i'm probably nitpicking but this funny stuff seems to be in a lot more places than it used to be funny yeah stuff. man i love this question i fucking yes. love this question and, and yes. it's not just and it's not just guys Women tweet no. this shit out too. So, I, and I think that's actually the answer to the question: is that video games? I I think used to be hornier, but to you know a uh, more it's... more capitalizable taste demographic. Yeah, deprived I, men it, in basements. It's a. I'm gonna throw it out there and say it's a trend. Yeah, you think it's so? A trend, yeah. yeah, because people are like horny and shipping characters that are not sexualized and it's more imaginary based trending like, oh, like shipping fan art on twitter and stuff like that honestly i think it's more to do with not the actual games and how they're developed yes in hades you have relationships and stuff like that but then the fan base takes it another way and yeah. obviously the resident evil lady is designed to be somewhat a mature sexy lady but she is also a mature. gross teethed vampire um, that's nine foot tall, oh, but I whoa, definitely whoa, think whoa, whoa. there is she, an element of it's sexy. cool to be doing this kind of thing now. Okay, so I remember the nineties, mm-hmm. and I remember the Audis. We're and not I, talking about Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> I think that the penultimate example, because I'm sure there was at least one that has to be worse, but when I think back on how on video game horniness being problematic. I think of the Prince of Persia Warrior Within mm. and how this this sequel to uh, uh, the Prince of Persia reboot, Sands of Time, was the, the re- reboot was played fairly straight. Y- you had your, your female sidekick. There was a shower scene towards the end of the game, but like it, it was played fairly maturely and respectably. But then they make a sequel. They they they. <laughs> They ramp up production, hire some new developers, and need to sell more copies, and and feature a bunch of like leather bikini babes as as some of the boss characters. And of course, the pre-release marketing material all focuses on them and their costumes. Don't you feel that's a different thing, though? It is totally. I, I feel yeah. like that. I it feels, and also when you like look back at the tradition of booth babes and how that has gone away and just like how how much of the the video game magazine world was devoted to babes ign had a babe Mm. section uh games radar had a sexy fan art section i think the thing that's different nowadays and this might kind of started happening around the the age of bayonetta when when hideki kimiya gets a woman to design the sexy babe character instead of a man you start to see that shift where like the horniness is still there Maybe even more so than it used to be, but at least it's like, you know, women and and others who are going to be looking at, at, at these characters and, and their arousing potential from, from a different medium that almost sort of makes it like 
better? Because, like, Bayonetta is totally a sexy babe character, but she feels way better done than the stuff we got back in the 90s and the early 80s. I mean, you're right, right? With Horniness versus sexualization are two different things, right? Her femininity is the way she attacks characters. Like, like that's a kind of a different way of, 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 of designing a, a Laura Croft type, where it's a male fantasy, the Indiana Jones shooting things with guns, but slapped onto a female character with, with big boobs. Like, she fights things with her long hair. She's her, her sexy long feminine and, uh, hair. Part of the, her character is being mature and sexy, similar to the Resident Evil lady. But I think in terms of like shipping and horniness, I honestly think it's kind of a trend. I don't know how long that kind of feeling is. Like you see people doing it with Animal Crossing and stuff like that. That stuff is absolutely intended not to be seen that way by the developers or whatever. But of course, internet takes what internet wants. And it, it's kind of like, I think it's like another avenue of people showing their sexuality in certain ways. Like, obviously, on Twitter and stuff like that, now we have a lot of support across the uh, you Lord, know, yeah. the spectrum of people who are uh, bisexual or, or uh, transsexual. And they're like, it, it's like another outlet for them to be able to talk about characters yeah. that are maybe not what. The norm is like what you were saying, George, like that 90s, like Lara Croft sexualization, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I'm so glad the norm is is over. Yeah, like, I think like this, this is new... horniness is so much better when it's from people who can appreciate different body types and different personality types. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few memes of like of like short guys dating a, a tall Amazon. Oh, and the, stuff the like Amazon that. fetish? Yeah, Amazon <laughs> fetish. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Ari, Resident Evil totally knows what they're doing. And, and this isn't the first time either. Like, like the Resident Evil series has had Jill Valentine wear all sorts of costumes that uh would, would give Bayonetta a, a blush or two. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, yeah, big difference is sexualization versus you know, actual attraction and also just in general fan service and the way the internet does it, even with things that aren't meant to be like that. That itself, I think, is a trend. I think it's cool to make art like that. I think it gets reception on Twitter really well, of course, you know, cosplay as well. I do think ultimately it's mostly a trend, but I'm happy for people to be able to uh, express themselves in a, in a sort of new and unique way. How many people yeah. are into nine foot women? I guess the whole world is right now, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they released her, her measurements. She really is yes. nine foot. Yeah. Yeah. She's tall as fuck, man. Yeah. It was actually Capcom. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're like, oh, thank you for your support and shit like that. And they're like, oh, here's, here's how tall she is. <laughs> thank you for your service. We're going to yeah. make her even taller now. <laughs> nine feet tall with heels and hat. <laughs> So yeah, so, I, uh, I don't think the horniness has ever gone away so much as the horniness is like an inescapable fact of, of making it, it's it's also multi-million dollar pop culture being sold to an audience of a lot of you know horny young people. This this has been around since the turn of the the 80s and the 90s when I think video games started getting marketed more towards teenagers and boys than gender neutral children. But I think there's totally a different vibe when the the horniness is being capitalized by people who aren't the uh, the young horny men themselves, mm. and that this actually gives the rest of us more 
more interesting ways to explore what what arouses us the the human condition (laughs) wow wow george feeling well one of the things that i think is really important to point out here is that characters like lady Driscilla, or however her name is pronounced and bayonetta they like wear clothes like that was the big controversy in the, in the 90s in the turn of the millennium was was all the women characters who were sexy babes that were supposed to represent some kind of liberating female sexuality. They didn't have a lot of clothes on them. And now artists have figured out, especially when Overwatch came out, artists have figured out how to make like really horny, sexy characters that are baiting for the fan art and have them wear clothes. Like they have struck way a, a totally different kind of balance and style than... Imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine the SpongeBob GIF. Just imagination. It's a powerful mm. tool, showing off just enough of of the shoulders and the thighs to 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 make the rest of the outfit even even hotter. Oh, yeah, yes. that's that's how they do it nowadays. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, something like Hades could have happened in in the nineties, where where like a lot of the the horny characters that people are fawning over, like like hairy male bear types. That's uh that was definitely an undermarketed <laughs> block when when we were growing up as as kids. Tom fancy a minotaur. When when we were growing <laughs> it's up, just not allowed. When we were growing up as kids, uh, minotaurs were not allowed. Inadvertently using this stuff to figure figure it all out on the way. <laughs> the kids well, nowadays have a much much more robust platter to sample from. <laughs> and that's it. And therefore, the Dad and Sons podcast solved sexuality and fan service on the internet forever. Mm. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Chemo Force <laughs> says, Dear Dad and Sons, I hope you three are doing well. I'm sure you've tried organizing your stuff alphabetically before for whatever reason, but how do you feel about titles that start with the in the name? Do you prefer to list titles with the taken into consideration and then sort all the the titles based on the first word after the or do you prefer ordering them by completely ignoring the the and placing them on your lists according to the first word after the the (laughs) i appreciate the question i don't have any physical copies of anything (laughs) i mean do you call it binding of isaac or do you call it the binding of isaac right yeah that's what i was gonna ask like is it the Half Life or Half Life? No, is no, it? it's just it's just Half Life. Yeah, is this Half Life? Let's is it, are you sure? Are you sure it's not the Half Life? Oh, please, Liam, don't it's, don't break no. my brain. I I swear I've never seen. I've I we would have noticed by now, right? <laughs> Can you imagine if I wasn't messing around okay. with you and you yeah. actually Googled it and all yeah. of a sudden it said the Half Life and you were like. What the fuck? I'm googling, I'm googling now because this is a big SEO issue, actually. Like when coming up with names of stuff, you really want to keep this into consideration because if you name your something the 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 the, it's going to show up every other game that begins with the 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 before you. Yeah, for anybody asking, it's not the Dad and Sons podcast. It's Dad and Sons podcast. So yeah. the Messenger <laughs> is is a recent release that did perfectly fine despite being named the. Yeah, and people just call it Messenger, right? Elder Scrolls is is to, is the Elder Scrolls, believe it or not, but you know no one calls it that. The Forest, everyone says the Forest. If you called it Forest, no one would know what to search for. I imagine that game might have had some trouble uh getting into people's search results because a name like The Forest is so vague. Yeah. 
the best yeah. you, you usually have to add game at the end of your search. The forest game. And then all of a sudden it'll pop up. Because <laughs> then it'll just give you directions to the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, you know, seriously organized my big YouTube wall of video game physical copies that I totally own. I've never had enough to face this problem. But I think if I did, I would include it with the the. I, I, I hate to say it and it would annoy me, but I would rather... I feel like it would save more time at the end of the day to have all my the games sorted in the T section. Steam ignores the and a. Yeah. Because a short hike appears in S. And huh. the Stanley Parable appears in S. And you don't say the Stanley Parable, right? We say Stanley Parable. Yeah. The Stanley Parable was the the. I would totally do it by, by Steam standards. I would oh, not do no. it by the the. Your, your physical collection? Mm-hmm. If I had a physical connection. But you would no, because oh no, that would fuck me up because if you looked if you looked at the spines, it'd be like S S S S S S the S. S S S S S the S. That would really fuck me up. I ultimately think that that I wouldn't be able to remember what I had chosen myself, so I would pick the more straightforward one because on a per game basis, if I chose not to go with the, there's a 50-50 chance it would be on a different shelf, thus taking twice the time to find something so and also you know whatever physical game collection you have on the shelf is going to be a hell of a lot smaller than the entire steam library is it evil within or the evil within oh it's totally the evil within it's it's elder scrolls and it's stanley parable but it's the forest and the evil within i uh, no arguments there it's, it's subjective to match true. one is it binding of isaac or the binding of isaac well, the binding of Isaac. Uh, I've heard people do use both. I think the more complicated the words after the the are, the less necessary the the is. Mm. But if, if, if it's just like the noun, you know, the messenger, the forest, it's going to sound way too vague if you just go with the noun by itself. Adding the the is, is the spice you need to make it sound like an official name that it's a product people are buying with money. <laughs> I think so. Like archivists and the Video Game History Foundation, how do they do it? Uh, most recently, the medium came out, and I imagine that is a the, the Last of Us, or is it Last of Us? The, the, the medium, the medium. Uh, that game right there got some issues, man. I was looking forward ooh. to that game. Oh no, I was really looking forward to that game. Well, is it the Metal Gear Solid, George? No, it's not. Every time you've asked me, it's something where it's obviously not the. Oh God, I have to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. <laughs> is it? Is it the pee or the? I'll be right back. You, you guys want to move on to the next question while I'm while I'm peeing? Yeah, for yeah I can do. absolutely. <sighs> oh no! It's oh no! Arcadian. What did you do to oh. the doc? I don't know. I think he deleted it. He didn't want us to read that one. But then we have to read one from this idiot, Arcadian. On the Patreon. <laughs> A good reason not to join the Patreon. <laughs> Arcadian asks, Do any of you struggle when updating or changing your profile pictures and avatars across different platforms mm. because you're not 100% sure the image you have chosen represents you accurately? I just, I just put a picture of myself. I do find it hard to change profile pictures. Yeah? Because there are I... not that many good pictures of me because I don't have many pictures of me anyway. Hmm. I don't either, but every mm. now and then I'm at some person's place and we take a picture and I'm doing something yeah. stupid and I put and it like, on oh. my, 
I put it on my profile. Have you ever had that weird situation where you haven't seen a photo of you in a long time? And yes, you look in the mirror every day, but you know, looking in the mirror doesn't truly reflect yeah. kind of what you look like to yourself. Oh, and then one day you'll take a photo, Ooh. maybe six months or a year after whatever the last one was, and you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta get back what to the gym." Yeah. What has happened to me? What What did yeah. I come back to? This is horrifying. And then you'll be like, "That profile photo." If anybody met me, oh, <laughs> they, they think I'm I'm swordfish. Not swordfish. Catfishing. This is why I'm scared to 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 get back to dating again after the pandemic. Because you know you're supposed to have like fairly recent photos. Mm-hmm. Of you doing something interesting because you don't want to look like a boring person. No, that should be totally a rule. Like pre pandemic photos should still be what's allowed on right. Tinder instead of post pandemic photos. And then you just have like a like a gentleman's agreement <laughs> that when you meet, you don't ever bring it up. Because <laughs> because I, I both of those qualifiers, a photo that's recent <laughs> and of me doing something interesting. But the whole year does not qualify. Like, that was impossible. It would have been yeah. impossible to take a photograph of that happening at all. I think you should just screen cap the Valve Index video of you in, like, grayscale, George, and just post that. Uh- it wasn't in grayscale! Okay, hang on. I, I, I also want to point out that in the, in the bathroom, when I, when I was in the shower, I thought of something just now. The, the data words. That's totally the the data words. That begins with a the. I'm going to throw that in the T section of my uh, physical library. Anyways, no, the, the, that's all. <laughs> Is it physical the library. Game Awards or Game Awards? It's the Game Awards. It's right? the Game T- Awards. Because it was the TGAs, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know, the subtitle was not long and complicated enough. Is it the profile photo or profile the photo? The photo of me doing something uninteresting um, in, in 2020. Yeah. I'll take some like action photos of you like getting bread from uh, Publix or something. Yeah, I think yeah, nice. that's actiony, right? It's yeah, like, oh I could, man, like, flex you're outside. My arm wearing... Do girls love it when you only take one trip to put the groceries away? Yeah, so yeah. we could take some photos of that. Yeah, yeah. I you will just... admit, I changed my profile photo recently <laughs> over the weekend. Oh. A screen cap of a, some footage I took. But I kind of like that you can get away with wearing a mask in profile photos now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Memorable. So in my most recent profile photo, I'm wearing a mask because I'm outside. I kind of like it. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about smiling or whether you're, whether you're exposing too many teeth or, <laughs> you know, if you look sad. You know, you're giving away with your eyes how, how you're feeling in that emotion. Windows to the soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? COVID can't go through those. No. They're not the windows to your respiratory system. This is terrible, guys. <laughs> this is terrible. Face. No. No. I want to see the whole face. Well, I think I think the masks... The Just because you have face. the most glorious beard known to man doesn't mean that we... Listen, listen. The, the mask only covers this portion here. I can't put it over this beard. Or else exactly. That's what I mean. Like That's this. why you want to you wanna take a photo with that thing in its full glory. Because I've got this goofy, goofy ass tooth and smile. Whereas, you know, if I'm like this, it's just all in the there, eyes, baby. There is beauty in imperfections, Liam. The hairs of your beard are, are fine toothed enough to filter the COVID vaccine out of the air anyway. <laughs> yeah, it can't get through to you. I think the masks provide an important artistic outlet for the profile picture artist. I think that the masks give the profile picture artist a another um, 
place to put some kind of memorable design or color scheme that gets you to remember that picture's a person's picture and associate it with their personality. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> I do worry. I worry about the stupid uh, aspects of it, which is when you change your profile photo, right? I don't look at people's names on Twitter. I recognize people by their profile photo really? right, when I see tweets. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I worry that people will be like, who's this new guy? And I'm like, it's me. I'm colorblind. I'm also famously face blind. Like, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. We have, actually, because when we I was have. watching Rome, all the white people looked the same to me. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm i really face blind. George for president. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll have you know that, uh, that I am I am face blind and, and slightly colorblind. So, uh, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if you came out... Matt, would it would it suffice to you to be like, I can't be racist. I'm face blind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm face blind and colorblind. How can I tell who you are and what color for, you for are? For American presidents in particular, those those might be two important qualities to, to have. Um but yeah, I, I remember people by their name. I mean I mean you are colorblind, George, and I do I am kinda light. That time we met at Publix, did you did you just think I was a white man was with white? a beard? <laughs> Why? Well, you didn't have as much of a beard back then. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't. Man, we've known each other for a long ass time. Holy <laughs> shit. I, that's what, that was one of the things I was going to mention. What I really liked about seeing Matt evolve is I saw him every week. Yet people, obviously, you kind of disappeared from the YouTube space. And then all of a sudden, once we started doing more podcasting, you returned to Twitter a little bit with a new profile with a massive beard. Obviously, you shaved your hair, yeah. right? People are like, oh my god, who's this beefcake over here? <laughs> it's just like a red green. Hard to compare the two. It's not like I'm living in black and white over here. <laughs> you totally living in black and white, George. Okay, I, 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 I'm white. It's like it's in the Simpsons episode. I'm white. Call white, Lenny, <laughs> Lenny Black. <laughs> Liam White, Matt I've Black. been white the whole time, George. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I've just been saying the N word just because I'm a racist. Because <laughs> he's a racist. <laughs> George is recoiling. It's a There's nothing I can say. You know, this is one of those situations where silence is a valid option. <laughs> Thanks, Arcadian. Thank you. You. Oh my God, we accidentally deleted a question, George. I, I, I'll press the undo button for us. Hey, dads! With Adobe Flash now officially discontinued, do any of you have good memories playing browser games back in the day? I didn't have any fancy consoles growing up, but I did have a PC with a web browser. What Flash yeah. games do you have good memories of? Thank Fuck you, Maple Strip. Yes. Fuck yes. Yes, I love this question. This was an important important part of being a millennial was playing. Mm -hmm. That was like indie games. We we have we have had difficult conversations over where mods and flash games have gone. And it's towards products people are selling for money and buying for money instead. You should play these games in in school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mini clip like uh, Mm -hmm. loads of like the motocross madness, the the trials game before trials. And yeah. Oh, oh, man. Newgrounds like. What I love seeing as well, obviously everybody knows the story of like Newgrounds and, and Eager Raptor and other creators on there, you know, Ross and everything. But, you know, the fact that Tom Fulp, the guy who made Newgrounds, then went on to make Castle Crashers out of Alien Hominid. But also not only that, the Super Flash Brothers who made the decline of video gaming, but also made some 
I think it was Zelda and the Lampshade was one of their Flash games they made. They went on to make Snipperclips and Tangle Tower. Like, people actually progressed from making Flash games on those websites into being indie developers. I find that so cool. Like, Man. I grew up on Newgrounds. It was my my go-to before YouTube absolutely every day. It's so hard to believe that um, the Super Flash Brothers are, are some of the same talent behind Snipperclips. Because, like, it's if amazing. you go back and look at those cartoons... Speaking of things that haven't aged well, <laughs> that's so bad, but so good. I love them so much. The E3 episode where they go to E3 is literally still hilarious to me. I don't know why the Konami executive is really stupid. <laughs> I uh, hired a ninja. I'm dialing a banana. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but it's still like heartwarmingly dumb and stupid to me. And I miss that that era of like being on the internet and everything was like everything's gonna be okay. I miss. We're that. gonna have jobs in the future. <laughs> yeah the 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 crew behind Homestar Runner went on to do children's television. They made Yo Gabba Gabba. A lot of a lot of the famous people from the Flash world grew up and had futures. That's cool. There's there's a clear line of delineation between indie game development and Flash game development. Oh and I, man, man, Decline of Video Gaming Three has over one million eight hundred thousand views on Newgrounds. It's so cool. I spent way way too much time as a kid playing Water Balloon Drop in 1999. Back when Hamsterdams was popular, that was my first big Flash game. One of the most impressive games I think I've ever played in my life was the Adult Swim Flash game called Westerado, where they made a Fallout-style top-down RPG set oh. in a Wild West setting. I, do you remember when Cartoon Network were making their own Flash games as well? That used to be on Cartoon Network. Uh, yeah, Cartoon yeah Network. Adult Com Swim was, oh, was a fantastic. God, yeah. I was talking about this the other day with somebody. They made like a Smash Brothers clone with the Cartoon Network characters and everything. Mm. And that was a precursor to a DS game they made later. There was also another, there was a Newgrounds Flash game as well. I think that was literally a Dragon Ball Z Smash game that played amazing. They were crazy Man. ambitious. People with, are so with talented. It's what awesome. Flash was intended for, which is an animation cartoon thing. Making a video game in Flash is not the way Flash is meant to be utilized. So uh, all of out. that was also like extra impressive on that level. Pouring one out for Flash. Oh, I found it. Yeah. Show cartoons. Yeah. Oh, that's a blast from the past. Holy crap. Show cartoon. cartoon. That's, yeah. that's some middle school internet history. Yeah, dude. Joe Cartoons, Salad Fingers, all of those, man. Oh, God, yeah. Romp.com. Burnt face, man. <laughs> My childish brain enjoys Amazing. all that creepy shit. Oh, my God. Gerbil in a microwave. Oh, God. <laughs> dude, Joe Cartoons. <laughs> oh, and here's Hillary Clinton in a blender. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's certainly aged well. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of these are, just, are whew, yeah. But uh, th these are real cultural artifacts. Like I remember some kind of shock flash cartoon. I think it was from Kill Frog, where they were making jokes about invading Iraq a good two three years before it ended up happening. <laughs> there used to be a lot of bad cartoons. Yeah, yeah. It was it was totally an outlet for edgy schlock as well. And I'm wondering like. 
if if the edgy schlock you see on Steam is worse because there's real money involved. It felt safe to ignore when there wasn't real money involved for all the the like really awful, violent, threatening content that was on Newgrounds. Since there wasn't any money changing hands, it felt like it didn't matter. It was a good time. It's a good time. Things yeah, are simple. Yeah, you know, on top of that, still really impressive game projects. Yeah. Art animation and i miss it and the wild west of, of edgy schlocky shock content as well along with that i miss it i had new grounds back in the day man just oh god i was about to ask a really dumb question which is like are the kids going to be okay without new grounds and honestly they're probably better off without new grounds but honestly that hole <laughs> they have has worse. been they, have they do worse, that that hole has been filled by worse influences that that i hope go away at some point over the years <sighs> well at least the dad and son's okay podcast is is actively trying to not be a bad influence you said the we banned it remember it's dad and sons no the yeah do you, do you see it? yeah the there, was, there never there never was a the i'm, I'm looking at the official jpegs <laughs> in in my podcast art <laughs> folder and i don't see a the there so that means that means it's just dad and sons so send an email to the dadandsons.com. Yeah, it's the dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> no, it's not. It's dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. What if we go with dad and sons, the okay podcast? I do kind of like that. It does mean that we are the okay, the, the like the number okay podcast, the number yeah. one. The number infinite, like yeah. the loop. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, that makes us sound like we're... The side was eight podcasts. We're the one and only okay podcast, if we are yeah. the okay podcast. The, we are definitely the only one okay podcast well, you need in your life. And all the other ones can be good. Do you guys think in, in, a, in a year or two, when, when we're due for another reboot, rebranding effort, we should become Dad and Son's The Okay Podcast? Yeah, or what absolutely. about The Okay Podcast, colon, Dad and Son? <laughs> <laughs> Can we make it like a Kingdom Hearts name? The Okay Podcast colon Dad and Sons underscore twelve final point remix. five. Yeah. yeah, final remix. Final remix. Final remix. That's that's the final the final joke of today's episode. Thank you all for for listening. Thanks for for waking up on a Wednesday and, and recording. Sorry. For- <laughs>